Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, it's Cat and Hal here. Jay's out. He got the sniffles from a, from a weekend-long pond hockey tournament. They ended up winning in Saratoga. It's pretty lit. I was there. I had a good time. Uh, we're up in the Northeast getting hammered with snow over the last couple days. Hal's still snowed in. Back-to-back snow days. Uh, how's it feeling, buddy? It's feeling good up here. Haven't left my apartment. Eating more frozen chicken tenders than you can imagine, <laughs> and uh, it's been a good time all around. There's nothing wrong with that, and I, I, I kind of like getting snowed in. Like it, it's always kind of cool because you don't really have to do shit, and you just hang out. You can either Netflix or there's some good hockey games on. Just kind of hang out, do that. Um, but I will say this: after all this snow, and like now that the pond hockey tournament's over, like I'm so ready for summer and spring. I'm just kind of over it. Ready for playoff hockey when the snow starts to kind of go away a little bit. I don't know. How are you feeling with that? Are you, are you very much invested right now? Yeah, I'm re- I'm rejuvenated for some reason. I don't really know why. I'll agree that snow days are great, but if you lose power, that's like the X factor. That's the absolute worst. I would disagree, dude. I c- that you have nothing to do. I kind of like the, the whole... Yeah, we have a generator, but like I kind of like the whole losing power thing. Because I'm so far off the grid from like actual people... Because I feel like most people in Saratoga, they just don't have generators. So when they lose power, they, they just freak out. But I'm just chilling in the woods, sipping on my cocoa, you know, hanging out and drinking a couple beers. I, I kind of, I'm, I'm with it. But um, we got a jam-packed NHL in the news schedule today. So without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to hop right into this. Uh, if, if you follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all the, those things, you, you've seen that we started blogging. So the, the, the first thing that we have, uh, Hal wrote actually a pretty good blog on it. Uh, the Boston Bruins went ahead and they fired Claude Julian. Uh, they have really hadn't been playing that well. Um, Hal wrote the blog immediately after it happened, but since then, I, are the Bruins 2-0 or 3-0? 3-0. 3-0 the firing. Um... I'm going to let you kind of just do whatever you want to do because this is your team, and, I mean, you're you're closer to this than I am. So what's going through your head right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, what's going through my head is I'm kind of fucking happy right now. Um, 
I can kind of get into what I talked about in that blog. Uh, I love Claude. Uh, the timing, the timing was bullshit. For people outside of New England, obviously the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and uh, the Super Bowl parade was scheduled for that Tuesday. I think it was. Was it Tuesday that this all went down? Yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday. And uh, so they decided to fire him and hold the press conference during the Super Bowl when uh, the media was mainly covering it. Like Nessun, their own TV company, was covering the Super Bowl and didn't even show the fucking press conference. So, I mean, honestly, New England, I think I think there was more people taken back by how they handled the situation rather than the fire, firing itself. Like, I get that they wanted the two days of practice for the new coach, but, like, at the end of the day, that's an excuse. Like, they could have held the press conference at 5 p.m. when the parade was done and all the other TV outlets and everybody could have been there. Like, they didn't have to do it exactly in the middle of the parade. It was, it was a calculated move, and it's fucking bullshit. And something I didn't realize is they have a history of doing this before. They, I forget what the other firing was, but it happened during a different uh, – during, like, a Super Bowl once. So, I mean – it's something the franchise has done in the past. Uh, my my thing on that, know. dude, is the the game they they didn't play on Super Bowl Sunday, so they must have played Saturday, and I'm assuming yeah. they lost. So they had Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, and then they do it Tuesday on the parade. It, I th- oh. they had to have known they were going to fire him Saturday. Yeah, but I, I think the thinking behind that is it would have been worse if they did it during the Super Bowl. Why not do I it right after the game? Pissed. Do it right after the game. Because it's, it's like. All- because then you're trying, then people in New England are trying to think that you're trying to take away from that, like thunder of the Patriots, and you're dropping it right there. The whole timing sucks all the way around. If you do it Sunday or Monday, you're going to get just as like chastised. Doesn't matter. I mean, probably works, honestly. I don't know. Game, I, if you, I guess I yeah. see what you're saying. I think that they had an opportunity to do a Saturday night, though. And if they're so, I don't know. And if you're not going to do it that, why don't you do one more fucking game? What's one more game with the guy? And how many games was he away from getting that record? Wasn't he like three games away? Three. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I in hindsight, you're three and zero right now with the new guy, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, you're battling yeah. back for a playoff spot. I, I don't know, man. I feel like the they either should have done a Saturday night, maybe waited a little bit longer, or they should have done it a long fucking time ago. The the timing on that isn't isn't exactly I don't know, great. I guess. So, do you? What else do you have on that? Anything? Or? Yeah. Uh... No, I mean, like I said in that what I wrote, uh, I thought it was the right move. Team needed a change, and I think they've clearly gotten that for fucking Bruce Cassidy. Maybe 15 years of working right back to head coaching job works out. I mean, they have some pep in their step right now, the way they're playing. I, I literally couldn't believe I watched the Bruins team shout out the Habs in the Garden. It was the first time Tuka's ever won at home. He's been, what, in the league for like almost 10 fucking years now? So I think he had 12 starts against the Habs at TD Garden, and he was like 0-9-3. Yeah, so I mean, I mean that's pretty unbelievable. I mean, they play with heart and speed and creativity, and they look faster than the Canadians, who, like in my opinion, are one of the fastest in the league. And the best part is guys like, I mean, Jimmy Hayes has looked a lot better. Ryan Spooner, Colin Miller, David Backus—they're all finding a different gear that they didn't really have. So if those Ryan Spooner's guys, flying, that, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's wheel. always been—he's always been in Claude's doghouse. And I mean, the thing too is Bruce Cassidy loved Ryan Spooner. He was his number one center in the AHL. And you could tell because Ryan Spooner's never sniffed the penalty kill, and he was out there last night at like one of the biggest junctures of the game, penalty killing against the Canadians. So, I mean, clearly he's trying to give those guys confidence, and if that's going to give us our secondary scoring, then that's really what we've missed all year. So, I mean, I'm all in. I'm pretty excited. It's an exciting time. I like that. Um, uh, We're going to do a little breaking news. Scotty Hartnell just killed himself. 
uh, he just went flying into the boards. That's a new NHL in the news. He's definitely concussed. I don't think he's going to return to this game. He just killed himself. Doesn't he have like that Hartnell down thing because he falls all the time? <laughs> yeah, I think he does. He this fell one, on his own. There's an emphasis on this one. He just uh, ate the shit out of a Dunkin' Donuts billboard on the boards. Hard. I think it was his knee, though. I think he went knee first. This is probably extremely terrible to listen to on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but regardless. We're just so, watching a replay. Yeah, quick season piece. Scotty Hartnell, he's kind of getting up right now. Maybe I overplayed that, but that looked way worse. Than now, oh, okay. See, if you're okay, get the fuck up right away. Yeah, yeah I hear you. All right, never mind. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so now uh, we're going to go into another huge thing that happened. Uh, well, right now it's Monday. Sunday, it was it lit- like there were hockey games on. They were actually hockey games. We had a bunch of different fights. We had uh, a goalie thing that we're going to kind of get into also. And we had some old-time hockey with Gustav Nyquist just like decapitating Jared Spurgeon. Uh, I wrote a blog on this earlier today. I completely understood where he was coming from, like 100%. Like 1,000%. Um I'll kind of just give my my little thing. So everybody kind of has like those little things where if you're playing hockey, something will kind of set you off. There's not much that really sets me off, but if, if you were to like slash me and it's loud enough where everybody in the ring can hear it, I mean, it doesn't even have to hurt if it's just loud. That's something that I'm gonna either going to try to gut you or I'm going to try to just like belittle you with emotion and just get the mental edge. So apparently, Gustav Nyquist's slash is just a small cross-check to the back. Um, this happened, Nyquist looks up, he identifies his target, his, he's seeing red, and he just goes up high and just spears, spears Jared Spurgeon right in the face. I love it. I think it's awesome. I like seeing more of this type of shit because it's exciting. Um, I think he, the NHL, NHL the player, uh, player safety shit is such a fucking joke where this could go one of two ways. They could do the, the Brad Marshan treatment and just give him a $10,000 fine. Or they could give them. I could. See, they're probably going to give them like fifteen games, when it only should be like six or seven. I think. Uh, again, I love it. Devil's advocate, Spurgeon. You're going to hit somebody like that. You know, it pissed them off. Get the fuck out of there, or at least duck. Like, don't just fucking stand there. You're going to get your ass kicked. I mean, I think half of that's on him. So that's my take. What about you? Yeah, I uh, I guess I'll just add to. So a couple hours ago, I saw on Twitter that uh, Nyquist denied the in-person appearance for the. Uh, I love that. Safety thing. Yeah, love well, I, so, I love the movie. Played it cool. He's acting innocent. It's not a big deal, you know. Don't worry, guys. Leave your lawyers at home. Just shoot me a call and you're free. <laughs> I think I think uh, it's the exact opposite. I I think he knows no. he's fucked. I think he knows he's no. fucked and he just doesn't care. <laughs> no, I think he knows the minute he walks in that Department of Player Safety, safety, he's guilty and fucked. Yeah. And uh, so now by you know staying home, it's kind of like hey, it's not a big deal. It's an accident. I'm not too worried about it. When in reality, he probably does know he's fucked. <laughs> Right, you know, I kind of like that. It's kind of like when, like, you're uh, when you know you're gonna yell at your parents, they just walk to your room and they're like still yelling at you. But like, if I get to my room, I'm safe. (laughs) Like, I don't want those things, man. You you don't want to you don't want to meet the Department of Player Safety on Railroad Run. That's the bottom line. They, I don't know. The one thing that kind of drives me nuts, and this is a Jeremy Roenick, happened yesterday. He was so they're doing like the analysis of the play, mm-hmm. and they're pl- showing it in like super duper slow mo, dude. Like, yeah, when you break it down that slow, it literally looks like Nyquist like made eye contact, like, <laughs> yeah. out his weapon, and was like targeting his like face. It was like, like premeditated crime, like tenths of a second. Yeah, that's like, just I a reactionary thing, man. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't know how you can like analyze something that's happening that quick and be like, this is what happened. I. 
Because you're right, because in the heat of a game, like, how many times has somebody done something without thinking you literally just give them a slash? Yeah, like, you know exactly. What I mean? Exactly, dude. Exactly. And you're never aiming. Like, that stick's just going where it's You're going. so That's spot on with that. Every hockey player in the world does that. You're so spot on with that because they really did slow it down to make it literally look step-by-step step like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking kill this guy. But it, it was a reaction play. People have those little things that set them off. Apparently, Gustav Nyquist is a cross-check to the lower back. And like I said before, if you're Jared Spurgeon, you have to know to get your fucking self out of there. Like, he's going to retaliate. Just don't fucking stand there and not even protect yourself. You're a fucking idiot. You're going to slash to the face. I think that's as much on Jared Spurgeon as it is on Gustav Nyquist. Furthermore, Gustav Nyquist... O.J. Simpson was empty. Yeah. O.J. Simpson was innocent, so so is Gustav, you know? Exactly. And and what country is Gustav from? Is that Sweden? Sweden. You main player, though. So, I mean, he's soft as fuck. Yeah, that's the thing. Is he's a pretty boy. He's having a rough year too. Unless this is like, I mean, he had like what two years ago? He had that huge year. He's a good player. Yeah, the, yeah. He was scoring on the power play. I mean, he's kind of sifting off. Maybe a little. Maybe he's a little fucking mad at himself. Um, I don't know. I I liked it. I like to see the fire. I'm really excited to see what he's gonna get suspension wise. I I'm kind of pulling that he doesn't get one. But at the same time, if this happened to a New York Ranger, I would literally want that guy dead. So it's his first offense. So I think. Five games, maybe. Uh, yeah, but you have, like, Jeremy Roenick and Kevin Weeks and all those fucking assholes that are like, oh, lifetime ban. Give him half a season. I think I heard Kevin Weeks say today that he thought he wouldn't be surprised if Gustav Nyquist was suspended the rest of the year. Take a fucking lap, dude. That's why you're blocked on Spike Joey fucking 69 because you're a loser. Um. Okay, now we're going to get into the... I'm going to be the first to admit I hate the city of Buffalo. I hate everything about it. I hate, the, but the most, the thing I hate the most is the people. I fucking, I cannot Dude, stand the oh. people of Buffalo. Unless you're Bills Mafia, I cannot stand. But other that Buffalo is people. Buffalo. Eh, not all of Buffalo, dude. Okay, don't get that fucking twisted. There, there's families from the outside regions of Buffalo that aren't Bills Mafia, and they're fucking. That's affiliate. not Buffalo, though. That's Western New York. There's okay, well then maybe. Okay, okay, Buffalo. maybe maybe I'm okay. I I'll take it back. I hate Western New York. Because I'm kind, I'm trying to get into this. I'm trying to get into this. I'm kind of respecting what Buffalo's doing right now. They're only a couple points out of a playoff spot. Uh, I've hated on Jack Eichel, but the the kid is fucking really good, man. He's starting to become one of those players where he gets the puck and just like, oh shit, which is kind of crazy because American wise, I mean, Patty Kane for sure, Austin Matthews maybe. Jack Eichel's become like a pretty premier player in the league. Um, their defense, I've always liked Zach Bogosian because he, he's a New York kid, and he's he's kind of like the uh, – who was that one defenseman that just, like, skated around and he was always pissed off and angry? Was that Erskine? Yeah. He's kind of like an American Erskine. And, uh, but anyway, I always thought their problem was they've never signed a good goalie, and I still believe that, but they have signed an entertaining goalie. Uh, Robin Leonard is a fucking psychopath. If you haven't got to see this – him and Alex Burroughs kind of went out a little bit, and Leonard just loses his shit again. If you guys get a chance, go on YouTube and search Robin Leonard fights, and like half a dozen fucking things are going to come out where he's just freaking out for no reason. Uh, kind of crazy. Justin Falk, ex-New York Ranger, comes in and buries Alex Burroughs. I've always hated Alex Burroughs, so maybe that's kind of why I'm feeling some saber love right now. But uh, what, do you, what do you got on that whole situation? Yeah. First off, Justin Falk. I hate Justin Falk. I don't know why. I mean, it was good the way he did last night. I'm Respected not it. That. Yeah. But he, he sucks. Yeah. He's such a bad defenseman. Like he's like I, a, you he's know like I a poor man Stu Bickle, dude. And, <laughs> and if you're a poor man Stu Bickle, like fucking leave. 
how is how is he in the league? He's a poor man's McElrath too. Like he's yeah. he's a poor man's poor man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bottom I, line. But yeah, Leonard, I mean he's crazy. He's a wild card. He's been yelling at Bilesma lately, throwing bloggers. His haircut, he looks like he's in fucking Nirvana. I know you went back a couple weeks ago. Remember when USA's goalie had a neck tattoo? We got yep. another one right here. Always a bullseye. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, he was a pretty boy in Ottawa, but, I mean, I know where he's coming from. I spent a year in Buffalo. I mean, I, I saw some fucking shit. You know, a lot of guys are hanging out eating chicken wings and drinking with bats at Duff's or their local chicken wing spot. Few months later, they're trading in a side of blue cheese for a syringe and divorce papers. So I mean, <laughs> Leonard probably had a couple too many beef on Wex and got mixed up in the wrong Buffalo crew. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in like the Swedish mob now. If that's even a thing, which I doubt it is. But I mean, he has a special level of psycho, dude. Like you can see it in his eyes when he gets ticked. Like it fucking snaps. Is you he Swedish? I mean? I, yeah, Swedish yeah. house mafia, dude. Swedish House Mafia. That should be his nickname. Swedish House Mafia. You should get that trademark, dude. That's genius. That's a million dollar idea. There it is, man. But, uh, fucking, we should make yeah. t-shirts. Fuck, dude. Bottom line, though, fuck Burroughs. Like, thanks for biting Bergeron's finger and giving us the cup. He's such a little bitch, dude. And it's so yeah. nice to see that he's, like, become a fringe hockey player. He only has nine goals this year. Like, ugh. There, uh, can you imagine if he was your assistant captain, though? Yeah, man. There's so many weird assistant captains. He would piss me off, and Tomas Placanic would piss me off being an assistant captain. I fucking hate that guy. Weird assistant captains in the league, man. Mark Stahl's an assistant captain, too. Maybe every team needs one assistant captain where you're just like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah. Th- that could be that it. That would be fair. Could be it. Um, okay. Well, Guy's like the scapegoat. I feel like he's usually that guy's usually the nerd who's good at talking to refs and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Placanic? Not always. Yeah. Placanic's probably good at talking to refs and his accent. Stall's probably very proper and says thank you, sir. Dude, Stall can't fucking make complete sentences. Uh, is Placanic? <laughs> he's from Czech, right? Yeah. How he was the captain of the last Olympic team. How do you not give that to Yogs? That's embarrassing. Oh, I'm sure Yager's just kind of there for the ride and to bang a couple girls in Olympic Village. Yeah, probably. But still, like, if, if your country's captain is Tomas Pekanic, like, I hope Trump comes after you, man. Like, you guys are fucking bunch of losers. That ain't right. That should be in, like, the Geneva Convention. Not a fan. Yeah. Um, next up, we're going to talk about your Bruins again. I see a lot of Gabriel Landeskog trades, uh, or rumors at least. And I see a lot of people saying, that, listen, just don't give up McAvoy, don't give our picks, and don't give up JFK. Who the fuck is JFK? Uh, Forsbacka Carlson. Who? Uh, John Forsbacka Carlson. Who the fuck is that? He's, uh, he's, like, the best forward on BU. He's, like, the, he's supposed to be our, like, next Bergeron. He, he's, like, on the first line. He's the first-line center for BU. He's the first-line power play, first-line penalty kill. He's, like, their offensive go-to guy. He's a 19-year-old sophomore. He's unbelievable. So that guy fucked. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's a loaded team, and to be considered like the most trustworthy guy on your team is pretty intense. So, I mean, I definitely do like him, but continue. Okay, so um, I think if the Bruins were to add Landeskog, that would be that'd be pretty big. I don't know. I, listen, I'm not a Bruins fan, and I've only seen a couple of their games, but to me it looks like the Bruins, instead of needing a Landeskog, I feel like they need maybe a little bit better of a third line, maybe a second line player, but I think they need help on the de- the defensive end. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I think if they were to do that, they would be a way better contender than if they just got Landis Yeah, I mean, 
the the problem with D is you're going to pay a high price on the open market, and then a lot of them, if it's like Shattenkirk or somebody like that, they'll probably walk in the offseason anyway. You have to think about the uh, expansion draft, too. I mean, the Bruins still want to keep a lot of their D, and Colin Miller's starting to play big minutes, and next year McAvoy's going to be in there. So our D literally doesn't look as bad as I think people once thought it did. Kevin Miller looks a lot better. McQuaid's looking better. So I, I don't know. In a weird way, I'm comfortable with our mediocrity mediocrity of our defense like guys are actually starting to play pretty good hockey and they have been all year it hasn't really been our issue it's been secondary scoring but I, I could agree on that part as for Landis Gog I'm pretty torn like on one hand it seems like the perfect move he's a young tough left winger he could probably flank any line I mean people say he's on a down tick which is crazy I mean he's a young player who might need a change Cam Neely was considered on a down tick too and that worked out for the Bruins so I mean sometimes a change of scenery can be huge I'm sure it's tough being the captain that young, I'm such a dumpster fire. But uh, I, I don't know. I just hope the Bruins have learned their lesson. Like, good young D are hard to fucking come by. They're not easily replaceable. Like, we're still hurt because of the Boychuk trade, honestly. And then they traded Dougie away, too. That's kind of part of the reason we never recovered. And so, I mean, the only way I'd really be okay with this trade if, like, Carlo or McAvoy weren't involved going the other way. I would prefer not to see JFK or Sineshin go either. But, I mean, I don't know. Basically, I, I don't want this to happen because we have a t- ton of other first and second round picks, but the Avs aren't going to want them. They want a defensive defenseman that's already ready, and I do not want to give up Colin Miller. Uh, I thought Colin yeah. Miller looked good last night. I actually really liked the way he played. Kevin Miller is a psycho. Uh, Adam McQuaid is Adam McQuaid. Uh, Carlo, I didn't really recognize, which is probably what you want as a defenseman. Chara looked a little bit rejuvenated last night, so... Um, I think yeah. if you had, if you could, you if you guys got like, I know again, it's hard to find these defensemen. But if you could get a top four defenseman, man, and then like a guy, fuck, who knows? Um, I don't know, just like a solid like fringe second line player. I think that would help you guys out so much. But I, I think if we got a defenseman and it was like somebody like kind of when Klein came over at first and he played big for you like two years ago, yeah. But, um, I, I, just to play devil's advocate with myself. Because I was talking about how I'd hate to trade Carlo. I mean, the Bruins once had a similar stay-at-home defenseman. That was 18. He put up, like, such similar numbers. He had a similar style. People are saying, don't trade him. Uh, he hasn't reached his ceiling. He could be a number one defenseman. They held on to him. Do you know who I'm talking about? Dougie? Kyle McLaren. Oh, no. So, sometimes being a young stay-at-home defenseman does not translate to being a future all-star. Yeah. Kyle that's, McLaren. That's just my point on that. Kyle fucking McLaren was going to be the second coming of a big defensive defenseman in Boston. So yeah, just because he's young and on the team doesn't mean he's going to translate to huge numbers. That guy had a rough career, huh? <sighs> yeah, not the best go. Um, now, I mean, we're getting into our Eastern Conference uh, wild card preview. I just kind of want to see who you think is going to end up getting it. I'm going to read a little stats to you real quick. Uh, as of right now, the Rangers in Toronto are in. The Rangers has 73 points. Toronto has 61 Then you have Philly with 61, the Islanders with 60, Florida with 58, Tampa with 57, and then Jersey and Buffalo with 56. Carolina with 55, Detroit with 54. So the lowest lowest team, let's see here, six, seven, or seven points out. So for that second wild card spot, man, it is free-for-all. It's it's take your pick, kind of. Who do you have for? I think the Rangers are pretty safe. I think the Rangers are definitely going to make the playoffs. I'm hoping they make the playoffs as a wild card team, so they go to the Atlantic Division uh, with those four. Because if we play, we'll beat Montreal, we'll beat Ottawa, and we'll beat your big bad Bruins. Um, 
But Toronto, so who do you got? Toronto, Philly, Islanders, Florida, Tampa, Jersey, Buffalo, Carolina, Detroit. They're all in. Like, it's all pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what you just said because you just threw so many numbers my way. But I, I mean, if I had to pick my two wild card teams, they're both going to come out of your division. I got Blue Jackets are going to be the first wild card. I think you guys passed them, and I think it will be you, Pittsburgh, and Fuck. Uh, Washington in the three. I don't. I feel like Columbus has to tail off a little bit. I mean, they already kind of are, but they're still playing good hockey. I, Bovarovsky can only play so well for so long. So I see them being the four seed safe, and it'll come close. And then fifth seed I see as the uh, as the Islanders. Yeah? I don't know. I, I think I'm just riding the hype train right now, and I think they're obviously going to cool off. But I think I think for some reason they do have some prideful guys in there. I mean, I, I we shit on the Islanders, but I love John Tavares. I think he would love to prove a point to make it to the playoffs this year, and a couple of other those guys in the locker room. I I don't know. I mean, it's going to be close. That eighth spot is up to anybody. I do think that only one, only three teams out of the Atlantic are going to make it. And uh, whether I originally thought that was Boston or Toronto, but I mean, Carey Price can't get hot, and Montreal can't score. I mean, they are. Yeah, they could even fall they off. They are not that far out. I mean, Ottawa, Boston, and Toronto wouldn't surprise me, but it's going to be three out of those four teams are going to make the playoffs, and the other five are going to come from the Metro, I think. I, uh, I'm going to kind of take a weird pick here. Oh, this is such a dumb pick, but I think Philly's going to make it. Uh, with Wayne Simmons, Jacob Voracek. I, actually, I don't know, man, because they keep fucking scratching the ghosts, and that's so fucking stupid. Um... Uh, Maybe Florida. It's gonna come down to goaltending. I think whatever goalie, whoever has the better goalie here, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto makes the playoffs. I think that'd be pretty good for him. But maybe the Islanders because they're they're winning, and you know I feel like once you catch that, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll I'm just excited. I'm just excited for the possibility of no Florida teams in the playoffs. I'm so sick of those teams. Yeah, I guess Brian Boyle may get dealt with the deadline. Yeah, to the Oilers. This is what I read today. Which Brian is like, Boyle the to the Oilers. Another big slow yeah, forward. Right. Is he going to protect Connor McDavid, dude? He's going to protect Connor McDavid. Is going to protect Brian Boyle. Pretty much. Um, lastly, I just kind of want to get in this really quick. So again, we started blogging. Uh, check him out. It's on our website, um, which you can find on our Twitter. But I just wanted to announce a couple things. We're also so Ra- Hal and I are going to do the Rangers and the Bruins. We'll do some NHL in the news, but we're. We're adding a new uh, Islanders blogger. I'll I'll give you guys the details on that next week. Um, and Big Greg's gonna uh, he's gonna block some fantasy hockey. So uh, pretty pumped about those two editions. We're gonna see how that happens. So make sure you go on our Twitter. Every, every time we block something, it'll pop right up on there again. That's at morning underscore skate. Um, now we're gonna get into Dom Moore's heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros this week. Uh, Hal is going to kick this off for us this week. So, Hal, give me your heroes and zeros, pal. Oh, wow. What an honor. I didn't think I was going to go first. I, uh, it's weird. We kind of touched on this earlier. My hero of the week is actually winter, surprisingly. I mean, to me, I know your people can get sick of it, and I understand why. Shoveling stuff can get tedious, but hockey feels better when there's snow going on outside. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, this weekend, Bruins had two home games. There's snowing outside during both. It was still packed. It was just like that energy, like the end of the year is coming. It's kind of like that turning point in February. I just think there's something about a blizzard outside that unleashes like the fucking hockey out of me. So, I mean, I'm kind of pumped the groundhog predicted this shit. 
kind of told the country that, you know, football's over. It's time for some big-time hockey and some snow days. So, uh, I don't know. This last stretch of games in the season, like the 20 last games of the season, is kind of why I uh, I really love the NHL. Okay. So, hero to winner. I couldn't disagree more. I'm ready for it to be warm outside so we can go out on the boat. But, all right, keep going. Yeah. Um, so, my zero of the week is uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So... I can't believe we didn't talk about this NHL in the news. I didn't bring it up to you. but So their GM, Tim Murray, came out and said, and this is a quote about Jack Eichel, he certainly won't get his pee-pee slapped by me for being a little more outspoken. So, uh, I mean, that's a rough look for the Sabres. I mean, the GM just told called the franchise players dick a pee-pee. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... Eichel's already a redhead Irish kid from Boston. I mean, chances were he wasn't packing, but now it, I mean, it's it's proven he's not. Nobody says Mandingo has a PP, and uh, nobody wins a cup with a PP. So that's a that's a rough look. That's so. I mean, that's so true. Mandingo's got a cock. Uh, if if the guy said that Jack Eichel had a cock, then you're like, oh fuck, dude. I mean, how. I haven't heard that word in, like, years. I was taken back when I heard it, and just saying it out loud, like, eight times made me feel, like, not okay. Uncomfortable, right? <laughs> yeah, not a great word. So, yeah, that's my zero of the week, the Sabres, just doing Sabre things. That's, uh, I don't even, I wonder what question was asked of him for him to be like, oh, yeah, let's bring up Jack Eichel's dick. He just, because he, uh, Eichel said, was, like, outspoken against the refs, and that's what he said, he wasn't going to slap him. Why slap his pee Yo, what's that guy's name, man? He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Tim Murray, yeah. I, so stay clear of Tim Murray. Like, right, I, dude? He loves touching dicks. <laughs> wouldn't want to be in an alley with that guy. That guy's a big dick toucher, man. Pee-pee toucher, sorry. God, that's like the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. Hell, he's got to be a grown-ass man too, right? Yeah, he's like 50 or 60-something years old. He's a GM of an NHL team. Do you think and that word is in his vocabulary? Yeah, do you think okay. Do you think when he said it, he immediately was just like, "Oh shit." No, I for some reason I I like heard the audio. It seemed like he seemed pretty confident in his statement. I think he thought he was going to get a couple laughs. Like I think he thought that was funny. Maybe he's just a fucking odd dude. Uh, I don't know, man. I would definitely Eichel, stay away from that guy, bud. Um <laughs> I don't even know. Like I thought we were having like a good podcast, and now I just feel like very. We should. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna get a personalized uh, T-shirt and go to a Bruins Sabers game and just have a Sabers logo, and I'll just say PP Slappers on it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that T-shirt would sell pretty well. I just I don't know. Like it, if I ever had a job and I had to hold a p- press conference and I talked about like not slapping somebody's PP, my dad would like beat my ass man that's just such a fucking weird thing to say i mean we're both adults with adult jobs like think about if one of our bosses at our jobs like told us that like they were gonna like slap our peepees in like a meeting in front of everybody you work with so so you think eichel's gonna demand a trade here (laughs) i don't think so but i think he has some like negotiating chips now you know what i mean like he can like point back at that and be like remember that time you said this buddy like uh i need like a new right winger on my line go get him (laughs) Or I'm out of here. Yeah, or give me a new car, like a new uh, snack machine in the player's room. You know, he has like, a lot of negotiating chips now. Uh, I just feel that's weird. All right. Um, this week, my hero goes to Dan Girardi. Uh, I read this article in the Post saying how 
When the Rangers beat the Anaheim Ducks, uh, Girardi blocked this one shot late. I think it was in the second period. Maybe the first period. And uh, he clearly looked like he was hurt, whatever. So he gets in the locker room. He's hanging out. AV is about to like give like a speech to uh, the guys. Not a speech, but like get the guys wound up for the next period. Uh, Girardi like goes to like walk somewhere in the locker room and he looks down and there's a bloody footprint and there's bloody like footprints everywhere. And he looks at his stall and there's just a huge pool of blood just hanging out in front of the stall. And he was just like, Oh shit, that's me. My bad. So I had to like stitch up his foot. He's been out the last couple games. I think this tonight's the first game he comes back, but, uh, I'm just kind of getting sick and tired of everybody kind of blaming, you know, the Rangers defensive blows on one person, Dan Girardi, especially when there's a redheaded fucking idiot on the blue line that nobody ever talks shit about. Um, Girardi's been a warrior for the Rangers for however long, and I think it's about time people start recognizing that shit because it's getting a little bit old of people blaming it on him. Are you a Girardi fan, or are you not a Girardi fan? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always have been a Girardi fan. I felt like you knew that. He's always been one of my favorite Rangers. I mean, that guy's put his body through fucking hell. I think he's always been kind of... I could always kind of gauge about three or four years ago who the real Ranger fans and who the real Ranger fans weren't. When when Pete, if a guy or a fan three years ago didn't like Girardi, then I knew he was a moron. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. If they thought he was too slow or couldn't move the puck, then they were an idiot. And there was still, I mean, I feel like there's always been Girardi haters. Even during his highest times, I feel like people would shit on Girardi. I don't know if because he has that like undrafted thing and people have just never thought he was that great with the puck or too slow. But, I mean, he's always gotten the job done. I mean, there's not too many defensemen that I would want on my penalty kill in, like, game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Dude, he's he's yeah, been a Girardi. walking black and blue bruise for the past however many years he's been on the Rangers. A guy blo- it, it, I, uh, and I wrote a blog about Girardi today, too. There's a link. They're they're down to Montreal, 3 nothing in the third period with a minute 30 left, and Girardi gets in front of a – they're on a 5-on-3. He gets in front of a P.K. Subban slap shot and, like, almost just destroys his entire ankle. In a 3 nothing game that you're down in the third period with a minute and 30 seconds left in a game in February, should you be trying to block that shot from P.K. Subban at the point? Yeah, it's debatable. You know what I mean? But he, he yeah. Exactly, exactly. That was fucking and, huge. And he, he, like, he gets hurt, but he doesn't get – I remember Genny Malkin, that's a, another link that's in that page, killed him, like, two or three years ago. Clean hit behind the, behind the net, whatever. I think he missed like 10 minutes, came back out in overtime, and he was playing. The guy's just a warrior. He, he does whatever. I understand he's a little bit slower. He's not really making the best decisions with the puck. But I also feel like a lot of that goes on AB with putting him in the wrong situations. He shouldn't be playing first-line minutes. He should be a third-pairing defenseman. Again, I understand why you'd be pissed off if he's making $5.5 million a year. I, I mean, that's valid. But that's gonna happen. Exactly. In the NHL today, though. Exactly. That's gonna happen, and you have to. You can't just keep putting him out there as a first line defenseman because he's not that. He would be a very reliable, very good third pairing defenseman playing in the right minutes. You know what I mean? What, what fans need to start understanding is that in order to get guys during the prime of their career, you're probably gonna have two or three years of a bad cap. It's just the reality of the league now. It happens yeah. on every team. You can't hold that against a guy. Exactly. And also, I I would be I would be wrong to not mention. Dan Girardi's number one fan, Karski, uh, yeah. Karski Bush, uh, our John Tortorella correspondent, who has arguably my favorite fantasy hockey team name of all time with Girardi's G spots. Yeah. Do you think Girardi? I think Girardi's G spot is wherever he gets hit with the puck when he's laying out the block <laughs> shot. That's really. so true, dude. <laughs> Just every bruise Dan Girardi's ever had in his life. He's <laughs> got a lot, yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So my hero this week's Dan Girardi. My zero this week uh, goes to myself. 
I've had a great run, but the run's finally over. I played in a pot hockey tournament this weekend, and we lost. Uh, didn't feel great about it, but, I mean, we did lose to the teams that were a little bit better. Um, I didn't get full reins on the squad, so maybe that loss doesn't entirely go to me because normally when I GM, I fucking make sure shit's legit. Not not calling out my GM or anything, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we went 2-2. Two and two. We were 2-1 and one going to the playoffs, so that was good, but... Oh, I hate fucking losing, man. And then, yeah, I don't know. You get down by so many goals and people just don't give a fuck. I'm giving a fuck the entire time. It was it was messy. So uh, the, my zero this week goes to me. I, uh, after some, being being a hero for so many weeks, it's about time, you know, I become a zero. So so you were, you were out there growing the podcast brand, right? Uh, yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people were fucking asking about it in a very weird way. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but, uh... Too I mean, many beers I, or do you think with the sobriety of your team that have anything to do with the results? Uh, going into our third game, we we our record was two and zero, and we all you got pretty. A high. Yeah, we had a game at eleven o'clock in the morning. Our next game was at nine o'clock at night, so yeah. we we got pretty fucked up. We dude, you can get five dollar uh, Irish car bombs at Peabody's. So we hit we hit up a couple two tree of those, and headed over to the rink. Couldn't really see too well. Uh, it was fun, but yeah, I think the sobriety definitely played a role too. But you know, everybody was boozing out there, so you can't blame it on that. That's true. That's true. But well, you know what? I also I was thinking about since we said an awkward pause is a friend of the program, Jimmy Murray. I mean, he's never won really any championships uh, when you're on the team. Do you ever see that correlation? You bring him around, and all of a sudden, you go from winning to losing. No, you know what? I I agree with that. But how many Mayor Cups have I won, dude? That's true. I mean, well, maybe right now, maybe he already got all his championships in his lifetime at a young age. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a little rough. Um, I will tell this one. Uh, Big Red's out again. Uh, Big Red, uh, really hurt his ankle. Um, I think it was our second game. He was skiing, hit a hit a chunk of ice, rain in the middle of the rink, went down, screaming in pain. Proceeded to literally <laughs> barrel roll. Over to our bench. And, and I was just like, Red, what's wrong, man? He's like, oh, my fucking ankle. And, like, I know how big Red is. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm going to need you for tonight. Like, so uh, the ref, Pat Ballantyne, who's a listener to the program, uh, comes over. And he's like, I'll go get the EMTs. So he goes and gets the EMTs. And the EMTs proceed to try to bring a stretcher over to our bench. And uh, I was like, listen, guys, I don't think we need that, but, like, can you bring it anyway? Because I'd give anything to get a picture of Big Red in a stretcher. Uh, the guy said yes. The girl got very mad and said absolutely not. So I did try to get a picture of Big Red in a stretcher. Um, it didn't work out. He ended up missing the playoffs, and he's out of our beer league game tonight. So T's and P's also go to Big Red. Man, Big Red. Big Red, maybe he kind of has a comparable beer league career to uh, Girardi because he's always getting hit with pucks and stuff. That is true, man. He he definitely did blow a wheel pretty bad, though. Like, it, it was just the – and I know it's wrong to laugh. I know he listened. I'm sorry. But the, he just – him barrel rolling from center ice to our bench was like – Oh, that was an all-time moment. So Hey, at least he got off the ice. That's what – exactly, dude. Exactly. Uh so that that's and you know what he kind of fucked us getting hurt because he's that wild card you know in a pond hockey tournament this yeah big red's responsibility on our team is to make sure everybody felt uncomfortable and he was doing a great job until he got hurt <laughs> so you need you need those guys he's a glue guy and I hope he feels better so those were my heroes and zeros this week uh 
Now uh, we're going to get into our uh, five-hole pull. Um, yeah, I love going to the gym. I love the culture of the gym. I love the, the people, the self-improvers that are there. I like the music. This week's five-hole poll we kind of talked about it a little while ago. Uh, we're going to do what team has the best chance of making the playoffs this year. We're going to do the Flyers, the Islanders, the Maple Leafs, or the Bruins. We're going to keep that up on our Twitter uh, for the week. Uh, oh, actually, let's do a recap of last week's while we're uh, while we're at it, right? Yeah, that'd be that'd probably be good, right? Give them some like results. Yeah, let me uh, let me find our last poll. It, it, you're gonna love it, dude, because I think you won. Um, hold on. This is pretty good planning right now. Is there like elevator? Well, yeah. How about you tell me who you think's gonna make the? Okay, here you go. Game seven, winner go home. Who do you want in the cage? Lumquist, Richter. There were 107 votes. 53% of the people picked Lumquist. 47% of the people picked Richter. So you may have the fact that the majority would want Lumquist, but you don't have the fact that uh, you said nobody gave a shit about Richter and 47 people. 40% of people do. So I don't think I said nobody gives a shit. Well, you said all Rangers fans don't even think of Richter the way I do, and 47% of the people do. So No, I said non-Ranger fans. Non-Ranger fans. I'm I'm not surprised at how close it was, but I mean, I maybe I am a little bit. I think I think that's a pretty fair representation, and I think I'm happy that our fans are smart enough to give Lundqvist the edge like they should have. I don't know, man. I disagree. All right, so yeah, so this week's poll, we're gonna put that up again. This is the guy who never really watched Richter. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I watched every game that he had a concussion, dude. I've watched 94 playoffs more times than you know. I don't know. You're uh, not on VHS. Well, yeah, and I go to Hockey Town a lot. <laughs> Shout out to Hockey Town, Jay, if you're listening for playing fucking stupid playoff games all the time. Yeah, Love and it. and Jay, uh, he ran a pretty good tournament. There weren't really any hiccups. Good for Jay. That's that's big for him. I mean, I mean, I know the guy already has a perfect resume. He's never made any mistakes before running any sort of hockey thing related, and everyone's always happy. So it's good to see that his name. Is still untarnished. Good for you, Yeah. Um, Glenn, Glenn had quite the time, though. He was getting yelled at by a bunch of people. I yelled at him pretty bad, too. So, uh, Sorry, Glenn. Um, so, lastly, the five-hole poll. What team has the best chance to make a play? Flyers, Islanders, Maple Leafs, Bruins. Who do you got? I'm going to say Homer and pick Bruins. But in all honesty, those four teams are all super close in my mind. I, I, I think it's the Bruins. Bruins... I don't know. The Leafs are pretty good too, though. That's that's the thing. Fuck Babcock, dude. Yeah, fuck Babcock. But at the same time, I mean, they do have enough young talent where I could see them making the playoffs and then getting like destroyed, but still making the playoffs. It'll be interesting. But I'm curious to see what the fans want to say. Yeah, we'll see. 107 votes. That's not bad either. Pretty pretty popular. Not, we're up we're up to 542 followers, man. It's still growing, so that's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright, right. so uh, normally we talk about way more shit, but as of right now, we don't really have anything else planned, so, I mean, you want to just kick it to the three stars of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Alright, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Okay, this week in three stars is what we're going to do because Beanpot Tournament's going on. Uh, we decided, hey, if we were ever actually good enough to uh, 
go to a college and play D1, we're going to do our top three teams, colleges that we would want to go to if we want D1. Do you want to go back and forth? Sure. All right, so my first one uh, would be BU. I think with the history there, the jerseys are sick. Uh, Mike Ruzioni went there. They're contenders every year, and it seems like they funnel quite a bit of NHL uh, NHL players. So you know you're going to get good coaching, and you know, I don't know. I think BU, for me at least, is my number one. And there's not anything really that close to it. So my first would go BU. Okay. Okay. Uh, Terry. My first would be, uh, fuck. I'd go Alaska Anchorage. Go with the SeaWolves out in uh, the Western League. Uh, I think that I think there's like a little bit of a charm playing D1 hockey out in uh, Alaska. If you look at their roster, it's a sh- there's like a shit ton of guys from like Alberta and Saskatoon and out in Saskatchewan. I just think it's a nails team, probably. Plus, you're flying everywhere. Can I know you're scared of planes, but. I feel like in college hockey, a lot of times you're making long road trips on the bus, but like if you're packing lips on the plane with the boys, I feel like that'd be a great time to bond. So, going Alaska Anchorage, number one. Okay, I would go. I would. I would literally never go there. I would. I think that would be cool. I don't know why. Just playing in East Bumfuck, Alaska. <laughs> like Anchorage is the capital, but it's a, it's a city. I don't know, man. I've seen so many Alaska State Troopers where I'd be pretty freaked out. So. Yeah, dude, I've also seen Mystery Alaska. It seems like a great environment. Yeah, true. Could go either way there. I guess you're right there. Uh, my second team, uh, I grew up, They. I was always, this was my favorite team to uh, watch and root for, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I've always liked, I think growing up, I've always kind of been like a jersey kind of guy and like color schemes and stuff, and I think their helmets, just like with football, I think they have the best helmets uh, in the league. Um, again, they produce NHL quality players all the goddamn time. Um, they're always, you know, perennial contenders. So, I, I, I love the Wolverines. So Michigan, I mean, you get to go to college football games at the big house. Uh, I feel like, actually, I'm not going to say that cause that'll offend some people. So yeah, Michigan would be my, uh, my number two. All right. I don't like Michigan just cause I went, I went to, uh, an ECAC, like, it was like the Sweet Six, or not ECAC, sorry, NCA, like, it was like the Sweet 16, I watched them play, and they scored like five goals, and I literally, I was sitting behind their band, and I'm pretty sure they played their, like, pep rally song a thousand fucking times, I can never get out of my head, so I, like, I can't. That one? Plus, back in the day, yeah, in Michigan, you used to have a pretty good reputation of ruining, like, elite guys who went there and then they never panned out in the NHL like they're supposed to. Uh, that may have been back in the day. I feel like relatively relatively recently they've done a way better job then. That's fair. Uh, I guess I would go with uh, number two. I'll just do my homer pick. I'll pick Maine. Obviously I grew up liking them. No big deal. One camp MVP there for uh, squirts back in the day. I thought that pretty much meant I had a full ride. <laughs> I guess the joke was on me, but uh, no, they have a cool rink. It's a cool shape, a lot of history there. Shitty facilities. They can't really recruit anymore, but cool color scheme though. The jerseys yeah, are sick. I, lo- I love the baby blues and uh, 
great fans. It's really the only sports team that does anything in the entire state. So, like, they are the state's team, which I always think is kind of a cool aspect when you're going somewhere. Like, Boston University is obviously unbelievable. You're the big man on campus. But, like, if you play hockey at a school like Maine or even, like, if you go to, like, North Dakota, like, you're a big man in the state. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that adds a cool element that not all schools can say. So sometimes going to those schools that are a little more, I don't know, different areas gives you that, like, big college feel even though you're not at one of those huge schools. No, I I, I can appreciate that. And just like you with your homer pick, my third pick, homer pick, RPI engineers, uh, you're going to go there, get a great education. Even if you don't make it, you're still going to be an engineer. Plus, you can paint the town red, go to O'Leary's. Uh, they have great facilities. Isn't it the Houston Fieldhouse? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Steve Rancor is running the band over there. And, I mean, we've always gone to RPI games. So my homer pick would have been RPI or Union. But I feel like RPI is just a little bit more nails than Union. Union are just like kind of – because they don't really do scholarships there. So they're probably just like rich kids who – you know, mom and dad paid for their education. So I'm going to pick RPI before I'm going to pick Union. Yeah, that's fair. I think the only downsides of RPI that I can think of, because that was actually a team that I was contemplating, is uh, one, their school is a pretty high suicide rate. A lot of guys jumping out of windows and stuff. And two, I don't think RPI and Union, I don't think they can give out like full-ride or athletic scholarships. For some reason, like the way their schools are set up, they're not allowed to. So that kind of sucks not getting money to go to a school like that. I feel like Adam Oates didn't pay anything to go there. That was the 80s or 70s, so probably anything could go. And you know, and now that I know about the suicide rate thing, dude, I'm already kind of down as it is. So maybe that isn't a place I would really want to go. I'm going to take that pick back, and I'm going to go to Arizona State where I'm going to be as happy as possible. Just babes everywhere. You're hanging out on the beach. Uh... I mean, there's no hockey really anywhere, so I'm sure you're probably, like, just the absolute big dogs on campus, you know. So uh, Arizona State, I, I take it back. If RP, if people weren't killing themselves at RPI, I'd probably pick RPI. <laughs> right, that's fair. And then uh, I'll go my third. My third would be Minnesota Duluth. Um, uh, not, not the Gophers. I, I went back and forth on if I actually wanted to pick this, but I will. I think there's something special about playing hockey in Minnesota. I think all those programs are pretty sick. It really is. Like, people can pretend like Massachusetts or there's places in the Northeast that are like hockey, but Minnesota is American hockey. Um, I, I just think with the charms of, like, Duluth and Manitonka or whatever it's called, are that they're not the big program. They're kind of the underdogs, and they get more of those grinders and those big body type guys, and they play a tougher game, and they go up and they play against Minnesota, who's all the pretty boys from the state probably the guys that got picked over them on travel teams and stuff like that. So I think that would be a cool element to kind of play on one of those more nails, uh, less like powerhouse teams out in Minnesota because I'm sure they still have a crazy fan base at a small school like that in their love. So. Yeah, true. And if you, Yeah, because everybody loves hockey in Minnesota, so you're definitely going to be walking around like a hero on campus. Uh, I will say North Dakota was up there until they aren't the Fighting Sioux anymore. They went soft. You have to stick to your roots there no matter who's suing you or the negativity there. You're the Fighting Sioux. You guys can go fuck off. I really liked your jerseys everything there, but now I just, you know, take a lap. Uh, one last question for you. If you're going to go Ivy League, where do you go? Ugh, I hate all the Ivy Leagues. I, where, where would you go? Oh, Big What's Red. Andy Bernard. Cornell. Yeah, I don't know, though. I... I feel like I might go to, like, fucking Brown, because I feel like no one gives a shit about Brown. Like, I don't know. I, 
I would hate to be ideal, but like, as fucking stupid as that sounds. Like, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm salty that I was never that smart. But I don't think I would fit in there, and I think I would find everybody to be a pompous asshole. Where did so Lee Stepniak I, I, go? What? Where did Lee Stepniak go? Do you go to Brown? Princeton? He, he was in Ivy League somewhere. Dartmouth? Yeah. Oh, he went to Dartmouth. He went to Dartmouth, probably. I, I don't know. I mean, I... I guess I'll go with Brown still, just because I think it's the dumbest of like all the Ivy League schools. And you're just gonna be wearing like a shit color jersey. I hate and I hate Ithaca. I hate that town. Come yeah. on, dude. Portland Cubs, dude. My 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 cousin went there, uh, and when I went to Cortland, I used to tell all the girls there that I played for Cornell. So I've always I always held a special special spot uh, for Cornell. Go Big Red. And you, you know. Elaborate lies. I feel like you. I feel like the two college programs you've always told girls you played at were either Michigan or Cornell. So, uh, definitely not Michigan because nobody would believe that Cornell. There was a there's a guy Sean Collins playing at the time, so I had the same last name and I, I don't know. They're like, but your name's Jimmy. I was like, yeah, it's nickname. My real name's Sean. Um, I I just pray they didn't look it up because he was like a six foot five, like two hundred and thirty pound guy who obviously had a bunch of talent and. Just pretty much a complete opposite of who I am. Just same last name. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had. I wish we had a list of every place you told the girls you've played hockey at over the years, because that'd probably be quite the resume. You'd probably be an NHL Hall of Famer. Probably. You know what, man? I, I normally, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, that kid's a fucking loser. But like, I respect myself, so I, I think it's the right move. You know, if you have a card, play it. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> but Can't um, deny that, dude. no, Numbers absolutely not. not. So uh, make sure that you're checking us out on all of our accounts. We're on Facebook. We're on our Twitter. Uh, we're going to definitely be blogging a little bit more. I cranked out two at work today, so it's not that hard. Just letting you know, Hal, in case you want to start, you know, doing that a little bit more. Um, yeah, so just be sure to check us out next week. Jay should be back, and I'm sure he's probably going to want to talk about the Pond Hockey Tournament that occurred this weekend. We has some pretty fucking awesome stories about the Saratoga Legends just getting after it, and uh, it should be pretty good. Hal, do you have anything left? Uh, no. Okay. Thanks, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Lots of respect, motherfuckers. Tell me what do you see?